Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, Albie, do you think that they will require us, like they require everybody else, to move to uh, Tennessee? Because I would. I have already. Uh, You've accepted. Tweeted to Mr. Shapiro, or boss, as I call him. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think we're pretty much uh, good to go. But I guess we'd have to move. The only problem is we have to move, then we'd have to clean the house. So, we're going to have to somehow keep the house. Not sell it <laughs> and just rent it out or something to somebody. Uh, but we're going to get that in a moment. The Benji I think Bureau- at eight percent interest rates, nobody can afford to move anywhere unless you're <laughs> able to buy houses. Well, we, cash. we happen to have a very good credit score. <laughs> I like our chances. Okay. So, so we're going to get to the Ben Shapiro, Candace Owen stuff in just a moment. But there are two things I want to bring up. Alice. Okay. Okay. Um, what was the other one? Okay, there's two things. <laughs> this is going well. Damn. So no, the first one was, you know, so I've been driving everybody to play practice, mm-hmm. auditions. No, play practice. Whatever it is. Okay, play practice. Okay. Um, and so we've done, it includes three essentially middle schoolers and high schoolers and then one, one, uh, elementary schooler. Yes, he's eight, but okay. that's fine. So, so we were talking, we've been talking about, like, if you were a superhero, what powers would you like and this and that? And obviously, I couldn't answer honestly, so I just picked lame stuff because it's young people in the car. So so then I thought about one yesterday, and I thought, how about this superpower? Okay. Well, so I'll give you an example. So, for instance, one guy brought up, like, what if you had super speed, like the flash, you could do super flashy stuff. And so my my feeling is you got to think about the downsides and like everybody will be asking you for stuff. They want you to get, you know, they left their. What uh, about flying? I always they, thought oh, of that one. We, we, okay. Believe it or not, we <laughs> thought of that one. <laughs> We're not playing this game right now. Okay. So so right so work with me. Okay. <laughs> so 
is out of okay. So super speed is great, or, or flying is great. Okay, but then again, people are going to ask you then to like get they they left their ice skates in Montpelier. Can you go grab them? Because it only takes you like eleven seconds, and like people are going to ask you for stuff immediately. Mm -hmm. It's going to be ridiculous. So that's a pain. And so, and if you have eternal life, if you have eternal life, like oh, I'm I would only, not want eternal. Life. No, I'm only. If we're not playing else. Oh. We can play in a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm only like 50, and I squandered like really 30 of my years, so already most of it. I will squander 5,000 years before I get anything done, if I get anything done. Mm -hmm. if, you, if your life isn't on a timer, then you're not, there's no sense of urgency. Right. right. So it makes, makes no sense. But I thought of a good one today. What if you could have the ability to read everybody's thoughts who you wanted to? Oh, I wouldn't want that either. Why not? I don't want to know now what we're people playing are thinking. Well, we, but, so that's the bad side is you could know what they're thinking. Like your mom, like you're you're getting vibes. You're reading that she's like, in fact, I don't love her anymore. But she's thinking about you. Things like that would be very like disappointing mm -hmm. and jarring. Just thought what people really thought. You don't want to really know. Right. I mean, I can just tell by the way you look at me sometimes that there's awful things going on in your mind. And I know that you're thinking of like ways I'm dying and feeding me into a tree shredder or having your Komodo dragon maul me. So and you've you've have you you show that you're you're having those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's enough. I don't really want to know like that my my, my cousins like really just hate me and this whole time that they all share the feeling that I'm like really stupid or whatever. Or like any kind of truth like that. I also don't want to know if the guy in front of me has killed somebody before and it's weighing on him. You know, it's way too much information. Right. So that's like, there's almost no good. It's better to not know. <clears throat> that part of the show is over now. Okay. So that was one of the two things yeah, but the that other you thing had. Is, the thing is, if I don't remember the other thing right now, then I'm going to, was there another something I was talking about with him? Okay. We should start the show. And if I, I'm sure it'll come up to me and I'll think of it and then. I will have it because I, I had two things and just two things to think about. And I couldn't think about them. All right. Want to get to this Candace Owen stuff? So this is happening right now. Sure. I did not see any of this. Okay. I mean, I saw the Ben Shapiro video that was going around. You that, saw the video. Actually, and that's with the Tucker audio because he was on Tucker. So and I don't understand really where this came from because like she says in this Tucker audio, it seems like this Ben Shapiro audio that they're talking about here. That this was I have no some, problem with that at all. Sorry. You don't like it, don't... This was at some kind of private event, and it's filmed like by somebody with a phone. Um, and it's not clear to me where and when it's from, and it's also coming from a weird source, because I don't know who the original source of it is, but the person that I've seen posting it on social media is Nick Fuentes' anonymous account. Right, which seems odd. Which is like that Autumn Groyper. So which so he's obviously on the Candace Owens side of this issue, not the Ben Shapiro side of this issue, which is primarily the Israel issue. That's why they're pissed at Candace Owens at the Daily Wire. We've talked about this a little bit. I said a couple weeks ago I thought she was going to be out at the Daily Wire here eventually because she's been so weird on the Israel thing. And it's not just, to be clear, it's not like that she's not big into Israel or doesn't want to support foreign wars or whatever, but she's been like weirdly ignorant and wrong on stuff. She has been. So Candace Owens tweeted Like out, saying that Israel's an apartheid state and like weird stuff. I mean, well, she was equivocating pretty quickly. 
Yeah, yeah like just asking questions right. type of stuff. Blessed yeah. are, she says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted. I call this the Sermon on the Mount, Alice. This is what she posted, by the way, when the video came out yesterday morning. Uh, yes. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men, not ye, like Kanye, that's ye as in you. Mm-hmm. When men shall revile you and persecute, and I could read your mind right then, as a matter of fact. <laughs> persecute you and shall say a manner of evil the superpowers. against you falsely for my sake. No one can serve two masters. Either you will have the one and love the one other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. To which Shapiro um, flew off the handle. He said, Candace, if you- It does seem like an odd thing to tweet, though, does it not? Sure, yeah. Yes. She's not being persecuted for righteousness sake. Like- no. No one's making he says, her choose Candace, between God and the Daily Wire. Right. She says, Can- he says, Candace, if you feel that taking money from the Daily Wire somehow comes between you and God, by all means, quit. To which she said, uh, you are utterly out of line for, suggest- for suggesting that I cannot quote biblical scripture. The Bible is not about you. Ooh. And then she re- returns to Christ as king. I might be missing some of these of hers, but there you go. So then she jumped on today with Tucker. Right. And they addressed the situation. Where is it? It is here. Here we go. They addressed the situation. The internet was dominated yesterday by video of Ben Shapiro, who you work with at the Daily Wire. Um, att- I think it's fair to say attacking you. Here's the video. I just want to get your reaction to it. Yes. Uh, the question is about Candace Owens. I think her behavior during this has been disgraceful. Without a doubt. So maybe there's a point in the video where he explains what exactly you did wrong and how you were wrong. I, I haven't seen it. Um, but to call somebody, quote, absolutely disgraceful, particularly a coworker, seems like a pretty big step. What, and, and I really don't. By the way, let's give Tucker some points for coyness ability. That's his superpower. Oh, yeah. Yes. Know the background here. What is that about? You know, there isn't much of a background. I saw the video when everybody else saw it. When I woke up, um, no one he no one warned you about it. Nobody warned me about it. I, I it looks like maybe he didn't know he was being recorded. It looks yes. like it was some sort of a private event. I got no clarity on the issue that he was particularly speaking on, and in what was said, I also I can't respond to it beyond what he's saying because it's just ad hominem attacks. I don't know. Yeah, because it's not, you know, we disagree or yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think she's correct or maybe she doesn't know what she's talking about. It's absolutely disgraceful. Yeah, exactly. And so I can't respond to it on a level of intellect because there, there's nothing that he has expressed in that, at least in that short clip that he fundamentally disagrees with in terms of what I said. But I will say that I'm not going to respond with the same ad hominem attacks. Yes. I don't think it helps further discussion. And it, if I, that was me that was caught on a video saying that about colleagues that I work with, I would be embarrassed. I would, so I think that the video speaks more to Ben's character than it speaks to mine. Has he texted you to apologize or explain or anything? 
No, nothing. I haven't heard a single word. It just was sort of something that he said. And you know what? Ben and I have many disagreements, so I don't think that that's particularly something that's interesting. Um, we disagreed on the COVID vaccine. We disagree yes. on Ukraine and Russia. He has taken virtually every stance that has been the opposite of mine on every issue uh, over the last five years. So I don't think that that's particularly the COVID remarkable. Vaccine. Really, I didn't remember that. Yeah, he was pro the COVID of course, vaccine. Tucker I was anti the vaccine. That. Everybody know. remembers that. Ben Shapiro made like a thing out of it where he was like, because obviously Daily Wire wanted to court anti-vaxxers too because in a conservative audience like ben shapiro and these people were all for taking the vaccine do you remember this uh i remember i him just taking don't the see, vaccine I, don't... I just don't see how tucker could not remember this because it was a big thing because the daily wire people took the vaccine but ben shapiro did a whole thing that was like see candace owens and i can disagree we have anti-vax people too like i'm for the vaccine she's against it we both can get along and be at the daily wire because we're not like we don't censor each other or whatever it was like, like they made a thing out of it because it was like we have differing viewpoints at the daily wire and we don't make everybody toe the line and follow the same viewpoint so right it was like a whole thing i don't see how you could like not remember that because it was a thing we were all idiots for not getting the vaccine so that's totally fine i, I am totally open to people having a difference in opinion right. i would hope that amongst colleagues that it would always be civil disagreement and i would never in a private event stand on a table and talk badly about ben it's, I would a little say, it's a little weird so he was on the left on those three biggest issues of our time is what you're saying he has converted his opinions he's accepted responsibility he said you know i was wrong about the vaccine oh, good. Good uh, he is you know obviously pro pharma his mom's a doctor and i say to people i'm very aware of my perspectives on big pharma yes, and yes, i talk about it on my show openly and i think that that's a tremendous credit to the daily wire that they allow a difference of opinions. But I would, I, as I said, hope that it would remain respectful yep. and that you wouldn't throw your colleagues um, under a bus, so to speak. I think, in that, a I think, that, setting. think that's fair. And just just for clarity, because I really don't know, did, is he your boss? Does he? I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about uh, Ben's involvement. He's not he's not the CEO of the Daily Wire. He yes. is not making the day decisions at the Daily Wire. And I do want to make it very clear because people are like, how could you possibly stay at Daily Wire after this? I have a very good relationship with the co-CEOs, the Daily Wire. I, you know, especially right now, the acting CEO is uh, Caleb Robinson. He's a wonderful person. He's worked very hard to be where he's at. We have a lot in common that we connect on. We'll be emailing him. So yeah. you know. And so people don't get to see that, which is unfortunate. You know, Ben lives in Florida. He's not a part of the day-to-day -day movement of the Daily Wire. You know, the rest of uh, the hosts have their shows situated in Nashville. So we see each other every day. We talk. There's great camaraderie. Yes. And there's actually more agreement. There's actually a lot of people that are, as I describe myself, just pro-America first. And I think I've been that way consistently throughout my political career. Whether people agree with it or not in different moments is up for debate. But there, I, I don't want that video to become a reflection of how the Daily Wire works and the Daily Wire operates because- This I is very crafty of her to try to ice him out. He's mm -hmm. the one that's separate. He's the one hanging out in Florida. Who's he, not really at the Daily Wire. He's right. not a colleague. You know, mm -hmm. he's not a he's coworker. He's not being collegial, yeah. Exactly. I've had a- very good experience uh, with the CEOs and, you know, love Michael Knowles, love Matt Walsh, yeah. Andrew Clavin. We all get along really great. Which well, certainly speaks well to Daily I Wire. I mean, I so think not... that's interesting, too, given, I mean, I don't know all those people's like directly what they've been saying about the Israel situation in particular. But as far as I know, nobody else at Daily Wire has like praised the pro-Hamas protests as like not taking the official media narrative which she has 
you're nobody I else mean, has. Like, I don't there think. Been, I certainly uh, the, don't think Walsh is the next closest. He, he he's he's um, he's like about he the quickness to go to war stuff, but he ne- he never went anywhere near she was where she was. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think anybody. I mean, given like Andrew Clavin's response about the Palestinian flag yesterday when we talked to him. I think it's interesting she's saying like, oh, I have a great relationship with Andrew Clavin when she's praising protests that are flying what he's calling literally a Nazi flag. Yes. I I just, it's interesting to me that like, that she's claiming closeness with, and, and I haven't seen any of these people come out to the wood, out of the woodwork to defend the stuff that she said either. Right. Any of them. I haven't seen Matt Walsh, and maybe no, I just missed this, but go. I haven't seen Matt Walsh or Michael Knowles or anybody... No you know, tweet out like, oh, Ben Shapiro's totally wrong on Candace Owens. She's just pro-America first and just asking questions. Like, I, I haven't seen them say anything either way, mm-hmm. but I do think it's interesting that she's going on Tucker, who's completely outside the Daily Wire, and saying this stuff about, like, oh, I have great relationships with all the people at my work. Like, well, you're not doing this on the Daily Wire platform. You're not doing this on Matt Walsh's show. Right. I, so I yeah, I do find it odd slightly. Yes, and nobody else. Ad- not well, that I'd expect like, the people at Daily that, Wire to talk about like it, personnel matters it, necessarily. It seems to me, she's trying to drum up support <laughs> just in case when Ben gets back and everybody has a little chat. Um, but by the way, we did. Allison, I did think talk about bringing this up yesterday with Clavin uh, before we interviewed him, but mm-hmm. we thought. Uh, not to. We didn't want to put him on the spot about well, that. We didn't want to put him on the spot about that, but not even putting him on the spot about that. I I just feel that it would have been. It, I would have. I was more afraid of if he said something and condemned her. I didn't want to. We have a good relationship with him and mm-hmm. with with his daughter and with his son. I didn't want to have us be making hay like we did with Scott Brown. Out of that one thing, when he just came on to talk about his book and politics and other stuff, he right. probably would have answered. He probably, I don't think, I think he's kind of fearless, but I, I, th- I thought it would have been just kind of tawdry if that was mm-hmm. us who did it. Under those circumstances, if he called into the show right now or any other time. And said he wanted to chat about it. Or I mean, any, yeah. yeah, you know, and but, I, I think that pretty much there's nothing that's off the table, but, you know, we already, it was already pretty wide ranging without it. Without that particular thing, that was just a, a courtesy thing, you know. You know mm-hmm. If you, Tommy in New Hampshire says in the chat that her first documentary was bad. Is this the one about the vaccines? Because she, I think she did one all about you know vaccines, the childhood vaccine, not the COVID she, vaccine, but like all other vaccines. She did a true crime one, the one that was on the thing oh the, NPR the did the condemning a murderer yes, or whatever yes. it was. Yeah. So and then he says none of the people from Daily Wire showed up for her first showing of her second documentary. Many scheduling excuses. Wow. So. I mean, she's not usually on the Daily Wire backstage shows, I don't think. I think she mm-hmm. was at first. I don't think she usually is. But then again, maybe they're all... Rem- I don't know how it works It does there. feel odd. We'll know soon. It does feel odd, and it feels like... It feels almost like she wants to part ways with them, too, is almost what the Israel stuff feels like to me. Because it does seem so distant from where everybody else at the daily wire is on this particular well issue. i think for her to she's for her to say that he's been unhinged for the last six weeks that is personal mm-hmm. and that is that is her attempt that's her attempt to malign him i think in the company 
By the way, and I like her, and I like him. I like all of the people at the Daily Wire, including mm-hmm. uh, Brett Cooper, who my daughter introduced me to, who's fantastic. She's great. <laughs> I've talked about this with you. That style of content gives me a migraine. I feel well, like because with usually all the... it's really stupid. But she's well, not and stupid. like no, she's not stupid. But that particular and Brett Cooper, if you don't know, she's a YouTuber. And she does this, it's like very Gen Z. Mm -hmm. It's like lots of quick cuts and like fast talking and jumping from thing to thing. And she talks a lot about stuff that's big on TikTok or whatever. I can't like, I can't watch that where it's like jumping so fast. It makes me crazy. Well, yeah. I like like long form, slow moving stuff. That's like conversation. The kids were watching it while I was cooking. So I was just hearing it and I liked the fast pace, just hearing it. I I don't know if I would watch it or... I asked my daughter if it was set to like two times speed, and it was not, but it felt like that to me. But um, I like Brett Cooper. She's playing Snow White in the new Snow White thing that they're oh, going to make. Oh, she is. That's okay. the girl that's going to play Snow White. We're going to be working with people soon, Alice. I need to get we this all together. <laughs> okay. I mean, a clip like that on the internet, oh, Candace Stones is out or something. That's yeah. not, doesn't sound like that's what it means. At all. Yeah, no, it's a, you know, it's, it's a small group of people. We see each other every day. Right. Brett Cooper is another one who, who just joined about two years ago. She's great. She's up and coming. Speaking and there's up. a lot of stuff that we're working on. And, I, and that's why I think this video is even more unfortunate because people see him as a figurehead, rightfully so, of the Daily Wire. And it allows people to, you know, speak energy into the daily wire that isn't necessarily there because he's not there on a day-to-day basis. Okay, that's very interesting. So if we could take three steps back and give us the context for this debate, how are you on different sides of it? When I haven't heard you endorsing Hamas, like you're not, no. Well, I have not endorsed Hamas in any way, (laughs) and yet people have interpreted things that I say, or actually rather things that I don't say. It's becoming very much reminiscent to me and why I have used my platform to say this of Black Lives Matter, where if you don't say anything, they say your silence is violence. If you say something and it's even handed and it's nuanced, which is to say, you know, during the times of Black Lives Matter, you might say, I don't support police brutality. Who does? I don't support racism. Who does? But also, I think that police are crucial part of every uh, city. We need to have policing in cities. So these calls to defund the police are immoral and wrong and are going to lead to more black deaths. People didn't want that nuance when black life following George Floyd, there was no nuance. You had to explicitly say defund the police. Um, you had to post a black square on Instagram and you maybe were busy that day. Oh, maybe you were I see. In, you see what I'm saying? He asked her, then, how are you? So she's been, well, yeah, she's vindicated then. And she's choosing an issue. That's a more nuanced topic, police or black lives. And saying, uh, oh, it's more nuanced than that. See, and just like I was nuanced on the George Floyd thing, I'm also very nuanced on the Israel or Hamas thing, which is not the same thing at all, because the police are not a terrorist organization like Hamas is, actually. You know, just because sometimes there's not like a clear cut bad guy and good guy and people want you to pick a side doesn't mean that every time there's not a clear cut bad guy and good guy. Sometimes there is a bad guy and a good guy, right? Right. Yeah. And this would be one of those times, I think. The October 7th time is a time when there's a clear cut bad guy and good guy. And it should not be super difficult to figure out which one it is. And if you are having trouble deciding, Mm -hmm. then you're either being cute about it or yeah. you're legitimately ignorant. No, absolutely. Tree. You know, I'll give her one thing. She has cojones. She really like. Oh yeah, she sure does. That is incredible. And she's a good talker. 
you know, she's yes, very she convincing on a lot of these things. She's a good talker. She's um, very articulate. She has a, a, a lovely delivery, but mm-hmm. a strong delivery. It's and just she's super pretty too. Sometimes, I mean, yes, I agree. The whole thing about she's really good at doing this. Yes, just recently that she's just been missing some fundamental knowledge that is ooh tough. It's like when you it's like what you go through when you see me like misspell something or what did Montante say? Confine. Mm-hmm. Friends have confined in me. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Oof. Sometimes there, you make an error that really kind of defines you a little bit. That's mm-hmm. hard to go back on and oof. You know, maybe you just didn't log on to Instagram. You were accused of being a racist. I'm seeing a lot of that behavior right now when it comes to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, a conflict that I have seen every single conflict. person, including myself, condemn what happened on October 7th. I have Because who wouldn't condemn terrorism? It's <laughs> right. obvious. Who would not condemn innocent Israelis dying? But if you then say that it is also sad when an innocent Palestinian child dies, suddenly this is pro Hamas, or you need to say, even when you're talking about how sad it is that a child dies, you need to button that statement by saying, but that child was a human shield. That's not going to be my response. Um, first off, as a mother, that's not going to be my response as somebody who is about to do to give birth when I see these images of children yes. involved on both sides of the conflict. I've pointed to the, the people that are mocking dead Israeli children. You know, by the way, I think that this is BS where, you know, I, I'm living the experience of having a child. So to me, it's especially, this is supposed to be an, an uh, intellectual conversation here, you know, on right. the points, etc. It's like, calm down. I'm about to give birth. There's a lot of people than... have babies. I have a baby. Yeah. Bethany Mandel has babies. Like, thank you. We got it. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. What do you mean? A lot of people have babies. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. What's the... Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Are you going to be joining... No, the... I legitimately don't. I'm going to the Daily Wire. Are you going to be going to Candace's new place with her? What? No. I don't. And said that they are horrific. I am even keel on this matter. And yet I don't, people think I that you need don't to be extreme. So people that have become superpowers, super subtlety, become get it. <laughs> more radical and extreme are perceiving a moderate stance as not enough. And you, I was about to say, you don't, people can disagree with you or agree with you or whatever, but you certainly don't seem radical on this topic. <laughs> I'm definitively not radical. Um, my stance has not changed in terms of whether or not America should be involved in this conflict, whether we were talking about Afghanistan, my comments have been clearly right, documented. Yeah, yeah, here. we're good. We're good. I mean, I, I think we get the point. She's not engaging with the stuff that she said at all that shocked people because, you know, and like I said, right. one was praising all those protests, saying like, oh, wow, look, people really aren't buying the media narrative on this one. Um you know, on straw manning to say people want America involved in the conflict. That's not, I don't think most people want America involved in the conflict. I think most people think Israel can handle it on their own if we leave them alone and don't get in their way. I think that um, her going on, I forget what she was on, but where she was saying that Israel does apartheid and keeps people in specific neighborhoods that they're only allowed to live in certain places based on their religion which is not correct uh, her moon landing things saying when she said i don't think it really happened and bill mars was like uh, you don't think it happened she said well, well if we went there how come we never went there again and he said we went plenty of times and she yeah said, well, i didn't know that like, okay well then. i mean so yeah it's been it, there's been a few things like this recently where it's been weird of her mm-hmm. and and like i say like it almost feels like she's trying not to work at daily wire without having to quit you know what I mean? And I mean, I, I don't know, like from an employment standpoint, if Ben Shapiro, who's 
Regardless of what she says, he's obviously a heavy at Daily Wire. Yes, yes. He's he, one of the founding editors yes. of it. Like, it's not... It, if he's saying this stuff and he essentially told her to quit on on Twitter and... Essentially. That that, like, I don't know how that makes her case if she's trying to get out of there and be paid out of her contract or whatever it is, but it it feels odd. The whole thing it feels, feels strange. odd. And that is how, like, somebody like Candace Owens skates in the edge and gets close to blowing herself up. Now, Candace Owens has a brain. And mm-hmm. she's got a wisdom that's, you know, beyond her, her years. Somebody who is way beyond Candace's years, who is around my many years, uh, who I've talked to in my life, who everybody my generation loved uh, 30 years ago, is Alyssa Milano. Okay. Now, she has the unintelligent um, um, strategy of how to blow up yourself on social media about mm-hmm. this issue. Here's Alyssa Milano. I have something. I have to say something, ellipsis. It's going to offend some people. I, I'm okay with that. Let's all get uncomfortable, and then let's grow. If you're still reading, good. Please read to the end. I need you. I know many people who attended the Israeli Solidarity March today. They all spoke of beautiful community, pride, and feeling safe and seen. This made me so happy because many friends have been terrified by the rise in anti-Semitism. And I see you always. It is terrifying. And I am constantly learning. And then I saw a video from the march. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing. When one of the speakers spoke of peace, people chanted in unison, No ceasefire! No ceasefire! What? It made me so sad. No ceasefire? No ceasefire? What have we become if we are chanting against peace when a child is dying every ten minutes? In the time it took me to write this, two children were murdered. Mm-hmm. Also, it's very easy to chant no ceasefire from here when you are not actually in the war zone, which is maybe the most ironic thing she's written in this yeah. so far. Don't you like somebody from an ivory tower in Beverly Hills telling you how you have distance privilege from uh-huh. the war zone? Meanwhile, I guess or maybe she's in the war zone. That's why she knows. She was there for the massacres at the dance. It's very easy to chant no ceasefire from here when you were not in, actually in the war zone. Imagine the smell of burning flesh, the dust coating your lungs, the taste of blood in the back of your throat, hearing the screams. And wow, feel- has she been in a war zone? Apparently, Sounds like it. Hearing the screams and feeling the vibration of bombs dropping, sleep deprivation, anxiety, trauma. You can't even imagine, right? And thank God, we are all so blessed and privileged not to be able to imagine what war actually is. No ceasefire. No ceasefire. We need a radical peace movement. What part will you play? What will your model what will what will you model for your children? What kind of world do we want? Please be responsible with your words and actions and what you post on social media. I beg of you. For the children, be peace. Be light. Be love. Hashtag ceasefire now. Hashtag radical peace now. Stuff like this pisses me off so much. And it's annoying because it's couched in this language of like peace and ceasefire. And who would ever be against a ceasefire? Because like who would hate peace? Well, like, you know, it 
there was a time when it seemed like Neville Chamberlain was all about the ceasefire and the peace, right? Do you think the dumpster full of dancers at the Nova Festival um, needed to imagine the smell of burning flesh, the flesh, the dust coating your lungs, the taste of blood? You think the Israelis had to do any of it? Right. Her tone of educating. Yeah, think about people. it. Did some? Is it because she was hot? Did so many guys tell her that she was smart in order to get laid that she actually believes it? Well, and did you see the Gail King cut that I sent? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do see it here, yes. Um, so this is incredible. This is Gail King who has on, do you remember the dad who his yes. eight-year-old was missing and they thought she was dead? And it turns out now she's still missing. Right. Um, and he, he was he was he, glad that she was dead because right. it would mean that Hamas didn't have her. So it turns out Hamas does likely still have her. Mm-hmm. And Gail King has this father on and she decides that she's going to do the Alyssa Milano thing or the Candace Owens thing. And lecture him about ceasefires and peace. But now this seems to be all about politics. What do you say about that? You know, you have innocent children and Palestinians who are dying, innocent Israeli children who are dying. And no one seems to be able to say enough. Stop that. (sighs) She says to the dad who the terrorists still have his daughter and are doing who knows what to her right now right actively how come you can't make peace with them their children are dying too what a bizarre <laughs> thing to say right <laughs> i'm not interested in politics at all uh my only concern is getting emily back yeah yeah i mean he held back yeah but uh, I mean, like, what would possess you to say something like that to somebody who, like, the terrorists still have their child? Because the problem is, this is not, it's not like the terrorists did something bad and now Israel's doing something bad. The terrorists still have the hostages. Like, the people doing the raping and beheading still have a bunch of Israeli people, of Israeli civilians. So there's more, Curtis, how... And American citizens. I mean, like, so... So to sit here and be like, can't you just make peace with that when they won't make an agreement to give back the hostages even is it's just wild to me that people would lecture like that. And I think, you know, when they do these polls and they're like, oh, 60 percent of Americans support a ceasefire, you know, they're not getting into details with people what that means or what's going on there. And I, I don't 
I want to believe anyway that like a lot of Americans just haven't fully followed the issue. But there's no excuse if you're in news or if you're going to make pronouncements on Twitter about yes. this and pretend like you're educating other people. There's really no excuse to sit here and say this stuff about ceasefire if you're aware that Hamas still has hostages, right. which all these people should be. Of course. And Curtis Houck, uh, uh put out the transcript where before that part, she said, can you tell us what your life has been like when you were living there on October 7th? Uh, you like living in Israel. He said, yes, it's a difficult place to live. We're constantly being bombarded by rockets, thousands and thousands and thousands of rockets for the last 20 years. The great, greatest movement towards peace that Israel ever did was we pulled out of Gaza. You know, Israel has never made such a big step towards peace. And it got us nothing. They didn't make even a little baby step to go back towards peace. Then she said, but now it seems to be all about politics. What do you say about that? You know, having innocent children, Palestinians who are dying, etc. And that's when he says the politics stuff. Um, and then, uh, she, she says, she says, we get this part. Are you sleeping? How are you, how are you standing and walking and communicating with us? Uh, I have a couple of pints of beer before I go to bed. And, uh, yeah, I sleep. I don't eat much. Uh, my, my throat is closed. I, I can't eat. And then... Um, the beer, a couple of beers helps me sleep. Otherwise, I'd be up all night going through all the nightmares that you don't want to imagine. Yes, tell the world her name, Thomas. Emily. Emily what? Emily Hand. Emily Korenberg Hand. So, geez, you feel for the guy. I mean, you just can't imagine. Can't imagine. Yeah, and then they go and ask him psychotic questions like that. Like, well, why not a ceasefire? There's Palestinian children dying too. But this is the point, is that Israel has had to has tried to go towards peace and their reward for that is to have rockets shot at them constantly. And then the world comes to them and goes, why don't you try and make peace with the people who are shooting rockets? At somebody ask the Palestinians why they keep shooting rockets, please. <laughs> Would somebody check in with them about if they want to do a ceasefire? Why is it always on Israel to have to like, yes. you guys have to make peace now. We know they're actively killing you right now at this moment and they have your loved ones hostage and are torturing them. Why don't you try and make peace? Like, what are you talking about? It's insanity. And that's why it's like, you know, that's why when somebody smart like Candace Owens plays these games, like, who wouldn't want peace? Why don't they care about the Palestinian children dying? As a mother, I care about all the children dying. Well, yeah, nobody likes the children dying, obviously. That's clear. But the problem is, is that one side wants children to die and the other side doesn't you know the the palestinians want both their own children and the israeli children to die if it gets them what they want which is israel to go away yes uh, okay shall we play the end of nikki haley's uh, presidential campaign <sighs> yeah which of the multiple clips speaking of like i feel like candace owens is trying to quit the daily wire with yes. some stuff she's been saying i feel like nikki haley over the last 24 hours is like trying to get out of running for president somehow when i get into office the first thing we have to do social media accounts social media companies they have to show america their algorithms let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing the second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name that's first of all it's a national security threat when you do that 
all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family mm-hmm. member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. When I yeah. Out of an abundance of caution, we're going to change the Internet. Uh, in the name of public safety, we're going to be looking at what you're doing and looking at the algorithm. And we're going to have people who work for the state make changes for you for your own good. F you, lady. Sayonara. Yeah. And weirdly, she went on the Ruthless podcast also. Did you see this one? Yeah. I just resent it to us. But she went on the Ruthless podcast, which famously is hosted by somebody who became big by being an anonymous account, which is comfortably smug. And... um. She tells them that she wants everybody's name, too. They need to verify every single person on their outlet because and I want it by name because when what about he, smug does he because he qualify? I, I've provided them with my government. If, if, <laughs> if smug is on your driver's license, then and look, you can put smug in parentheses, but I want everybody's name. Yeah. Seems like a weird take. And so Ron DeSantis rightly has gone after her for this. I mean, I do think it creates a little space for him to grab some of her voters, maybe. Yeah. Um, but she also did this on on Ruthless when she went on there, too. I, I don't know what she's thinking because she's I mean, they are a pretty establishment podcast, but I don't I like this is not where even the establishment wing of the Republican Party is right no. now. No, no. Did you get the next ruthless cut it's, that I sent you from there? Isn't it the it's same a, thing, essentially? Do you want it? It's one? a different one. Okay. What, what happens? He comes out of the gate. He hits <laughs> the female chair of the party. He hits the female anchor <laughs> on the platform. And then he hits me. <laughs> And I'm not saying anything. I ain't saying I'm just saying. But he might have a girl problem. Yeah. I'm just saying he might have a girl. So we're accusing Vivek of being sexist. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the moment you start using the left's um, talking points and language and grievances, the moment just suck, just go away. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going on with her. But yeah, seems like she doesn't want to be president, I guess, now. Yes. <laughs> After all. So, oh, well. Um yeah, and I, I'm famously critical of TikTok, uh, as, I mean, I think a lot of Republicans are because they are this Chinese app and the young people are all on it and they're all crazy. But, um, yeah, I don't think that making everybody on, I don't think that having the U.S. government have their algorithm is no, the answer we don't, here. No, do that. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. madness. Uh, have you seen the latest thing they're all into on TikTok? All the, uh, like, anti-Israel young people on tiktok uh i just saw that you had sent something let me find it are you familiar with um the letter to america no it's uh written by osama bin laden i've heard of him uh and he wrote like a letter to the american people that like oh his grievance isn't with us it's with the uh jewish corporate interests that control all the money that uh, are our actual masters and so now there's a bunch of people saying like oh my goodness you have to read this thing he makes such incredible points which I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now and go read it's literally two pages go read a letter to america and please come back here and just let me know what you think because i feel like i'm going through like an existential crisis right now and a lot of people are 
So I just need Mind someone else to be blown. I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now. And then she okay. has another video of you like go down in the thread, which you don't even have to go to it, but that's fine. Where she's like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe we've been lied to. Like all this stuff, like the official narrative is collapsing because of TikTok. It's so incredible. You're all morons. Osama bin Laden is not making good points. <laughs> no, what make I know I want people to publicly come out for Osama bin Laden. Well, then again, do you think that she doesn't think that we had nine eleven coming? I mean, probably of course, a bunch of them that's do. Oppressor colonists. I had stuff, a history right? teacher at my high school who did that, like immediately after, who did the like, why do they hate us right. thing right away? But guess yeah. what? <clears throat> Speaking of airplanes, mm hmm. Is this the yeah? The what? Your pun on social media? That is the thing I meant to bring up. You saw that? Yes, I saw it. This you also is, sent it to my whole family. You sent yeah. it to like every group chat that you're this on. This is not quite... Um, this is not quite... Um, give me your Napoleon. But this is certainly a runner-up. And maybe... Maybe... This has got to be a t-shirt, obviously. Okay. This is... Alice, you've witnessed... My second finest hour ever. Okay. 50 years old. <sighs> Channel 7 tweets out, plane turns back to JFK after a horse escapes on board. What happened was, just so you know, the horse is in the... It's a cargo plane. In the cargo... Well, the horse was in the cargo area anyway. Mm -hmm. And he got out of his little horse gate and then started running around the cargo area and they can't have that. So <laughs> plane turns back to JFK after a horse escapes on board. So Alice, you know... My superpower is you puns. Know, puns and intellectual brilliance in tight spots. Mm -hmm. So I thought, what would be a funny retweet? This is important that I get this internet clout because I'm going to be joining the Daily Wire soon. Uh huh. To which I retweet, Alice. Okay. Do you want to read it? The would world it... is ready. No, you can, okay. you can have your moment to Channel shine. Channel 7 says, plane turns back to JFK after horse escapes on board. To which I retweet... Landing at Bridal Wild. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, it's very good. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Tell me the elements of how that's brilliant. <laughs> Much like with the Napoleon bottom part. I don't have to be involved in Tell this. me the no, elements. I'm not telling yes. you elements. Tell me the elements of how that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think I can I read your mind right then. <laughs> I don't have to be involved. Tell me in the elements I don't of why it's brilliant. It. This is like weirdly. This is like weird ritual humiliation. I don't no, have it's not to be humiliation. Part of I it. want you to. I want I you to. I want you to tell the people. I know. I want the validation from you. I'll no. call your mother right now. You can she call got my mother. It. I sent it. She got it. I knew that I your it. siblings. You can. Would you get can, it? You can call my mom. Go for it. You have the. Do I have the, the her number? I don't have her number. I can't get it right now. Um, well, I'm not going to read it aloud to you on why? the podcast. Tell no. me the elements no. of why it's brilliant. Why don't want you? Because bridal, because horse. Yes. Idlewild, Idlewild, yeah. Idlewild, which yep. was? Which was, what makes Idlewild a particularly brilliant reference? Don't type it. Don't find out through the internet. <laughs> I'm not finding out through the what internet. What makes Idlewild particularly brilliant? I don't know why. You don't know why? No. Have you heard of Idlewild Airport? Um, don't stop That sounds clicking. familiar, but I don't know. Honestly. Okay. Why? Alice, Why is, a, is it particularly This brilliant? is a six-way bank shot. This never happened. Okay. Where is Idlewild Airport? Look at the comments. Is anybody commenting? 
just toast commented and it was a laughing smiley face and a horse emoji. Yeah, but on the live chat. Um no, there's just a reference to the Jerry of his pears on Ooh, here. Oh, fantastic. That's all. Uh but nobody's weighed in Else. about Idlewild Airport. Plane turns back to JFK after a horse. Is that what JFK Airport was called before I was JFK Airport? Correct. Okay. Landing at Bridlewild. Oh. Oh, my God. We have seen a thing here, Alice. This is historic. Historic. If your heart is not filled with glee and enthusiasm. Dads and, everywhere and are awe, blown away. This is... This is brilliantly done. It's, real, it's really good. If you're a woman uh, from uh, 22 to 36 um, and looking to get married to a divorcee <laughs> and appreciates my bridal wild uh, humor, I, I, I bring that and I bring... What the, ages did you give there? 22 to 36. <laughs> That's... I'm at the top of your yes. window. Yes. <laughs> I'm the and, oldest. And, and unfortunately, we're not on that airplane because you'd be pushed out that window, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and I'd find a new bridal wild. Get I it? Get it. Yeah. Get it? Oh, man, the things that are happening in this show today. <laughs> Alice, what is the hot sauce? Uh, you know it's effing good, and it just kills you that you've never thought of something that brilliant. Never. It doesn't. Can I do one more news it story doesn't? before we... It doesn't kill me. Yes, it does. <laughs> it doesn't. Why would you... There's, I have made water into wine in front of these Peter's multitudes. Peter's embarrassed. I have of made you. water into He's, wine in front of the multitudes. This will be the first. And now you're going to come out and do some. Many uh, times you'll be embarrassed. And you're going to come out and do some some humor. card tricks now after I've made turned water into wine. I'm not going to do card tricks. I walked on the water for you. I just I have made Lazarus see again. Alice. I just had one more news story that I wanted to get to for you, but um, this news story is um, it's about. <laughs> the credits are running through this right this part of the show. Um, this is about uh, medical care, and in particular about heart disease, which I know is something that you care about. Um, but for far too long, there's been inequity in um, in cardiovascular treatment. I don't know if you realize this, but um, Black Americans are at more risk of heart disease. I was going to pair this with a story that I found on inequity in health in in uh, social workers. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Well, so am I not allowed to do this? You can story, go, go ahead and do it. It's the, okay, because I really wanted to get to this today. And okay, airport name jokes were not on my. Yeah, it's original content. We're 50 minutes in now. We've got a lot of chat chat to do. <sighs> go ahead, do your equity thing. Talk about have it. You know what? Now I won't. Now we can save it for tomorrow. I think that's probably a good idea. You can't, okay, you we'll to, save it for tomorrow. I can't follow up the brilliance of the Idlewild Sorry. joke. Sorry, the people have just uh, have had an orgasmic sensation. Now they are uh -huh. now smoking, Alice. It's not. It's not time to tell them to go mow the lawn. It's okay. It's, you know what? I'll get to my story tomorrow. Yes, or I'll do my own podcast later. <laughs> or something. Okay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Ooh. Ooh sexy also. <laughs> okay. Wow. Our yes. buddy Mike Montante throwing everybody under the bus yep. on his appearance on KMS this week. First, he said that 
the Jerry Callahan people don't want you, Tom. They only want Alice. And, I've heard that. You know, obviously they make the right decision there. I'd go with Alice as well. But he also outed me and Tim. You know what you get if Alice is on and he does the the horse escape from the airplane joke? <laughs> that's that's Alice's retort to that. That's what that's the kind of chicken salad she makes out of chicken bleep with that. I, I gave you bridal wild. I don't necessarily um how should I put well, this? Well, the equine community should be considered <laughs> when it comes to aerodynamics and ugh. I don't um mm-hmm. I don't humor you always when you <laughs> can from calling in on the chat chat. I mean, look at Montante throwing everybody under the bus. What is going on with him? I mean, no, I know. He's when it comes down to it. You got to bring it when you go on Kirk, though. You got to throw. You have to have some yes. kind of sacrificial victim to. Yeah, he to does offer like to that. Kirk. He does like seeing that. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. And on also, the altar. Yes. Yes. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. But your big day is tomorrow, Steve. You need to be going to bed early. Tomorrow's a big day. Dreaming, LB. Hey, Tom and Alice. I'm not sure if you saw um, the whole um, Draymond Green thing that happened no. last no. night. Um, Draymond Green uh, put uh, Rudy Gobert in a uh, chokehold. Really? My initial thought seeing it was like, Draymond, why? Why, Draymond, why? I don't know if I understand this. We don't. Either of us know what, what these people are. Are these UFC <laughs> people or something? Oh, that guy. He is... There is something not right upstairs. He's, you know, he's punching teammates. I, he's going to find himself out of the league. Basketball? Hockey? That's definitely uh, the the top five most bizarre thing I've ever seen on an NBA court. There we go. I'm I'm including uh, the Malice and the Palace. Um, So I just wanted uh, your thoughts if you've seen it uh, or not, you know, um. Yeah, I saw okay. it. Okay. Justin, yes, I couldn't believe it. I was Anything like, in, I'm in a chat with chat. Dr- anyone else? Draymond no? Green really would do that? No, I didn't think. I thought that he, once he had, they had sent him down to uh, Winter Haven that uh, he would have gotten his act together, but apparently he did not. <laughs> Sorry about that. JFG. Justin from. I don't know. BBP. Burn Brown Podcast. Letter to the editor. Okay. Hello, Alice and Tom. John and Greenwood calling. Oh, John and Greenwood. Hey, John. Drastic news calls for drastic letters. So I um, sent this one to the editor today. Um, it didn't run in today's paper, but maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Ooh. It says, I am sure everyone following the news noticed that the Palestinian flag was raised in the town center of North Andover. To those who might be wanting to replicate that show of respect in Wakefield, or perhaps even one-up it somehow, Hamas thanks you very much for your support of yes. their quest to vanquish mm-hmm. the Jews. Yes. That's absurd. Everyone knows that the Hamas flag is green with a bunch of scribbles on it like Al-Qaeda's, you say. Well, why was this Palestinian flag so thrilled in the streets in the aftermath of October 7th? And why is the green one never burned or stomped in those hysterics like the Stars and Stripes? Nope. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, All right, good thank luck. you. Good luck. I like it, though. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Um, it is interesting that some people were going back and forth on Twitter and something that I had said, whatever, and eventually a person just did just 
reveal herself really as hating Jews. And it's like, well, wow, it really is out there. It is like, it's odd. Yeah. It's odd because they, I mean, like, they don't even hide it, really. The idea that people are reading the Osama bin Laden letter to America and going, wow, he makes some great point is, I mean, that's like, okay. Yeah. Well, anything goes <laughs> All right. broken like, wide open now. I guess if that's where the, you are, Chinese, like, great. Uh, with Twitter, I mean, with uh, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Wow. Brian from Salem. How? TNA. Chief hey. Brian from Salem. Uh-oh. Hi, Brian. Uh-oh. And me want them address woke white woman from Massachusetts <laughs> who also want to remove my Sachem visage yes. from all high school sport teams. Yep. Me want them suck them these nuts. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. If that is Sachem, is that so? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I actually found I play. I can't play it again. I just played the the thing from the guy who was in Winchester who said this is literally mm-hmm. this is like the Hitler and the Nazis invaded for us. Except the Nazis at least left. A hole. I'm so sick of them. I'm so sick of them. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with. By the a- way, we have um, downstairs two of our children so far have brought home a recipe for fry bread. That we're supposed to make for Native American yeah, Heritage so. Month, so. <laughs> it ain't great. Fry bread? Native American food is not great. And I know that means all sorts of different cultures and all sorts of different foods and all sorts of whatever. I haven't found it. I haven't been to an American Indian restaurant as yet with good food. I'm sorry. I'm sure it is. I must be. I know it's privilege and racism, whatever. Have you been to a Native American restaurant? Oddly enough, they don't <laughs> seem to be a lot of places. Why that is. Unless you consider an outlet in Foxwoods. I don't know if there I is. I have been. Have you? Yes. I think I've told this story on this podcast before. Oh. Where we went on our um, French class trip to Quebec when... Okay. In Lexington. And um, one of the things that we visited was a Native American education center, including a restaurant, which is where we ate our meal for that day. And they served acorn soup. Mm. And there was no salt because the salt would not be authentic if you used salt in it. So it was not awesome. That's great. Acorn soup, which is actually eaten, acorns eaten by chipmunks, (laughs) which is an Algonquin word. Chipmunk, skunk. All of your good unk words are Algonquin. Mm-hmm. And the f- fine literature. Matter of fact. Was the best politician we've ever had Mayor McCheese? I'll hang up and listen. I don't know what his policies were. I, I don't know I don't know what his <laughs> thing was. If McCheese means the McDonald's cheeseburger, then I would hope we could do better than that because my goodness. I think that's one of the characters from McDonald Land. No, he is. I yeah, yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know what his what his, what his reign was like. To... I don't know that that, that that he did anything incredible. He didn't bring like Wi-Fi to McDonald's or he didn't bring well, the, the little the, cage the play crate. spaces. The little Do we know that that was him? Incarceration themed <laughs> playgrounds at McDonald's. I mean, if that's his policy, I'm for that. I think all the children should play at being in jail. <laughs> it's a game. Hello, Allison, Tom, John, and Greenwood. Hi, Again, John. I just want to um, add, you know, a uh, belated congratulations on number five. 
Uh, Rabbit is an awesome uh, inspiration, an awesome name, all of that. Thank you. Um, So anyway, very much a congratulations. And it was a new name to me. I was um, reminded of this story by John Irving, not John Updike, but it, Mm -hmm. you know, I looked and it was the wrong one, of course, but. John Irving also has in Cider House Rules, Mm -hmm. The World According to Garp. Mm -hmm. I like the Cider House Rules. Uh, I watched a movie of the Sling Blade. I don't know that one. Is that him? Do you are you impressed that I do those? Um, I feel like I knew that you knew those. No, but man, this is the, you won't be impressed with me. <laughs> I still uh, wanted to mention it because it's called uh, "Last Night in Twisted River," I think, and it. You know, if you were going to uh, make a movie of it, it happens like in Maine and it's about log driving and it's a pretty, I don't know, a lot of those guys met Gnarlians and stuff like that. But if you were going... A lot of those guys met Gnarlians? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Hold on. Guys met Gnarlians and stuff like that. But if... Hold on. Okay, let me try this again. That's what he said. I don't know what it means. It happens like in Maine and it's about log driving and it's a pretty, I don't know, a lot of those guys met Gnarlians and stuff like that. But if you were going to cast a movie for it, I think you would come to Tom to, uh, you know, represent um, some of the burlier guys in that story. So anyway, that's what it reminded me of. And it was kind of the wrong connection, but it um, inspired me that I should figure out who this uh, rabbit detective is. And John Updike sounds very cool. So congratulations again. Thank you, John. So this is one of those situations, Alice, where I have to table something that I have to find out after the fact that it was a devastating insult or that it wasn't an insult. It was a compliment. So I'm going to have to do that. And I'm going to have to gird my loins before I look up the Gnarlians. (laughs) Okay. You guys had mentioned having a third Clavin that you interviewed on the show. Oh, a bunch uh, of people in the chat saying gnarly ends. They met. Oh, gnarly gnarly ends. ends. Oh, they died badly. Yes. In other words, oh, very cool. I like that saying. A great interview. And I was wondering what the chances were that you could have a fourth Clavin on the show. That would be Cliff Clavin played by John Ratzenberger and mm-hmm. Chiv. I mean, that would be a compelling interview with Cliffy Clavin. Wow. Big libertarian. So I have met Cliff Clavin several times. He used to um, he used to go stay at the Parker House when I worked there in the late 90s and until 2004, 2003 or four. Anyway, and he would come to Boston, Ratzenberger, and you have this fe- like feeling in your head that Cliff from Cheers can go to every bar and never have to pay. Well, I can attest to you that it's true. He went to every bar and didn't have to pay. Sometimes he'd come back in not a great mood, depending how things were going that night. But he certainly enjoyed Boston. He was on Fox for a spate as the as a, just a, a guest as a libertarian. But uh, an interesting guy, an interesting guy, and I liked the idea. Is it, he's is it, the idea that he could go to any bar in Boston and they'd take care of him because, you know, he'd never have to buy a drink. Well, with that said, <laughs> you guys didn't miss anything if you're listening. What do you mean? The people watching didn't miss anything. You guys, and you guys I have watching, the full audio. You guys watching, you would be, like be good and, be good and uh, mum about this. Nobody's got to know anything. <laughs> okay. okay. Nobody's got to know a dang thing. 
Thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you'd like to watch live and not miss exciting moments like this, you can do that they, at patreon.com. They slash got Barbara. Bridal Wild just fine. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and then I guessed it from the joke. I still didn't. Whatever. It's fine. Of course, the show is always free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. <laughs> and uh, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Oh, this kills you. This kills you. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can watch on YouTube or Rumble. C'est la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style